Alleluia, Christ is risen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Before Christ's bitter suffering, death, and resurrection, Jesus promises his disciples of a day when the Holy Spirit will come and teach the truth, when he will declare the things that are to come, and when he will take what belongs to Jesus and declare it to you. And dear saints, today is that day. In fact, every day when the scripture is taught and that word is believed is the day when the Holy Spirit accomplishes what Jesus sent him to do. He teaches us what our reason and our senses, our philosophies and our sciences could never figure out on their own. He teaches us theology. That is the very word of God. And I've said this before and today I say it again that you may graduate from a thousand schools and earn a hundred degrees, but the one school from which you will never graduate is the school of the Holy Spirit. In this school, in this church, you will be a student forever. Here, your dear Lord, your teacher, the Holy Spirit, teaches you the three most important things you will ever learn. He teaches you of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So we'll consider these in order, in the order that Jesus presents them in the gospel. And the first thing that the Holy Spirit teaches us is about sin. And he has to teach us about sin because the problem with our sinfulness is that we don't really know how sinful we are. We're so broken that we cannot feel our brokenness. We're so sinful that we don't understand it. So think of it this way. Here's an analogy. Picture a man who climbs a ladder and gets distracted and falls down and breaks his neck. He's paralyzed. And if you ask him how he's doing, he's going to say, I don't know. I can't feel anything. And that's how sin is. And that's how it was for you. Our bodies laid paralyzed from the fall into sin. and We couldn't feel how damaged we were. At one time, you didn't know how sinful you were. As you walked around in your flesh, your heart was lifeless and dead. You were so dead in your sin that you didn't know that you were dead in your sin. As Ephesians 2 says, As your heart pumped warm blood through your veins, your, your soul was as cold and lifeless as a rock. As you grew in stature and wisdom day by day, your soul continued to decompose within your body. And as you went about your life, you carried around your deceased spirit in the coffin of your flesh. And this is what the Holy Spirit has come to teach you today. To convict you of sin. He has enrolled you in his school to teach you the weight and gravity of wickedness that by nature we lay in sin and condemnation that the wages of sin is death. This means that God's curse against sin is being fulfilled. When he told Adam and Eve, the day in which you eat of this, you will surely die. That means this curse is being fulfilled when our bodies are wasting away before our very eyes. When our eyes don't work like they used to. When your strength and your endurance diminish when your lungs gasp for their final breath of air, and when the casket is filled with a corpse, that's God's curse being fulfilled. You see God's judgment and anger against sin as the earth opens its mouth to turn you back into dust. But the Holy Spirit has come to convince us not only that sin has merited us temporal death, 
but eternal death as well. Because of sin, we are enemies of God. We're burdened with his curse that's laid upon our backs, living as children of death. He has come to teach you that every thought, every desire, every wish, every word, every deed by nature is damnable. He has come to teach you that your sin isn't simply unfavorable or a mistake or some regrettable incident. He has come to teach you that the sin you've committed isn't against man alone, but sin against God Almighty, the judge. He has come to convince you, to teach you the fear of God, that the only thing you've ever earned for yourself in this life from God is his wrath and his disfavor and his condemnation. No matter how many trophies of good works and badges of honor you lay before your God, they all turn to dust at the Holy Spirit's breath of conviction against them. He teaches you that even your best works are sopping filthy rags of sewage before his throne, an offense to the Holy God. Consider this. If even the heavens above are not pure enough for God, then what are the sinful works of man? The best works are still incomplete and blemished with a thousand sins. The Holy Spirit teaches you that his eyesight is much better than yours and that he has seen the deepest depths of your sinful heart. And today, like a surgeon, he cuts you to the heart, to the very source from where sin flows. He has come to teach you not only that the wages of sin is death, but in fact, this very truth, that we are more sinful than we can know or imagine that we are as sinful, as ugly, as horrible, as wicked, as corrupt, and as condemned as the devil himself, if you can even bear these words. And while you were still dead in your trespasses, before you knew how dead you were, the Holy Spirit came to teach you about righteousness. And once you have learned the first lesson about sin, the Holy Spirit now comes to teach you about righteousness. Not how to do it, but the one who did it. The righteousness of Christ. He came to teach you that God looked down from heaven with pity upon you. As he looked down upon your lifeless and decaying soul, he decided to have mercy upon you. And when he saw your heart filled to the brim with wickedness, when he saw immorality oozing from your soul, and when he found nothing good in you to look at, he chose you. That's when he chose you to make you his own, when he had nothing beautiful in you. And while you were lifeless, hanging in the jaws of the devil, God left his throne and took on your mortal flesh. And in that flesh, he chose to crawl into your lifeless grave and give you life. He chose to be mauled by evil, and he chose to take your place. He chose your place beneath the cross as he bore the cross on his shoulders. He took your place when he placed his arms around you and he took the rods and whips upon his back. And when the nails were about to be driven into your hands and feet, that's when he took your place and when he let all of his own be pierced in your stead. And instead of letting the fiery anger of God's wrath and fury against all sin be poured out from heaven upon you, He took your place, and he let it fall upon him. And in doing this, he forgave every ounce of your sin, every second of your disobedience, 
and he wiped out the enormous debt of good works that you owed to God that you failed to accomplish. By suffering all wrong, he made all things right with God. And the Holy Spirit has come to teach you this very truth today. He has come to teach you of the righteousness of Christ, the righteousness he earned for you. He teaches this to us because we could never know the depth of God's love for us apart from the Holy Spirit. He has come to teach you that while you were dead in your sin, Christ already chose to die for you. He teaches you that although you have no righteousness of your own, you need a righteousness of another. This righteousness you couldn't find in yourself, he provided for you. We find this righteousness outside of us and inside the wounds of Christ. It's righteousness not that we earn, but the one he gave. And the Holy Spirit has come to teach you that this is the only righteousness in existence, the righteousness of Christ, that this and this alone will avail. He has come not only to teach this to you, but to impute it to you. That is, to to declare to you the things that belong to Christ, to attribute them to you as if you yourself did them. The same Holy Spirit who taught you about your sin is here to teach you about the righteousness earned for you by Christ. That because of Christ, you are as sinless, as blameless, as holy and righteous, and as perfect as God himself, if you can believe it. And when you can't believe that this is yours, and when you can't feel any of this good in you, When you can't understand that this could possibly be true, the Holy Spirit has come to convince you to stop looking at your own heart and to look to the heart of Christ on the cross. No matter how much your sinful flesh refuses to believe it, no matter how stubbornly your feelings work against it, the Holy Spirit teaches you that the righteousness of Christ is true, objectively true and completely true for you. Today he has come to convince you that of righteousness that was poured upon your head in baptism, the righteousness that is spoken into your ears, that is imputed to you, that is fed into your very mouth when he says, take and eat, this is my body for your forgiveness. Christ has gone to the Father to tell him of the righteousness that he wants for you and today the Holy Spirit comes to you to declare this very truth and fact to you. And there's one other thing that the Holy Spirit teaches us. After he teaches us about sin and righteousness, the Holy Spirit teaches us about judgment. But not your judgment. He comes to teach you that the ruler of this world is judged. No matter how it looks to your mortal eyes, no matter how hard the devil attacks the church, no matter how many times Christians bicker and fight with one another over insignificant and frivolous things, no matter how much it looks like the devil gets his way and his will in this world, the prince of this world is judged. And the Holy Spirit has come to teach this to you. The devil will make it seem like he's still in control, like his legs are still kicking, like his hands are still writhing, but Christ has sealed the devil's doom. As much as the devil still slithers and squirms, all he does is still beneath the foot of the nail-pierced foot of Jesus. The devil, that liar, will tell you you're still in your sins, that sin has dominion over you, but the Holy Spirit dispels that false doctrine and teaches you the truth. That Jesus conquered him and death and sin in this world. And this is learned only through faith, that the serpent's head is crushed and the accuser has no more accusations. 
So today the Holy Spirit proclaims in the mouth of his preachers throughout the world that the devil is done. Today the Holy Spirit convinces the world with his gospel alone. That Satan is conquered, the accuser is rejected, that all of your sin has already been hurled into the abyss. No matter how much it looks like the devil is winning, God's word remains true. And today the Holy Spirit has come to be your teacher, to teach you about sin, that your sin is much greater than you know, to teach you about righteousness, that no matter how great your sin is, Christ is an even greater Savior, to teach you about judgment, that the devil's accusations against you are not as loud as God's forgiveness upon you. The Holy Spirit has come to declare the things of Christ to you, his forgiveness, his life, and salvation. He has come to convince you of the gospel, to place you on the highest peak of faith. He has come to turn your fear and trembling to hope and joy. The Holy Spirit that Jesus has promised has come to you today. Hear the words of the explanation of the third article of the Creed. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.